High Crescent. The funny thing is, we were getting on well, Jen and I. And then one morning, she just stopped talking to me. She got on the bus this particular morning. I was there in the usual spot that I saved for her. I tried to get her attention, make eye contact. She returned the eye contact. You know when you catch someone's eye, you know when they've caught yours back. But then she looked down as if she was embarrassed. She turned away, put a hand on the rail. Then, quite near to the stop we both usually get off at, high crescent, she just pressed the buzzer, snaked through the crowd and hopped off. Just like that, away. I didn't see her out the window for all the condensation. The next day, the same thing again. Almost the same as the first time, a dance of awkwardness. Eyes drop, then push through the crowd. Hop off into the dark. After that, nothing. I remember when I met her. I recognised her when she got on, a friend of this lad I know, Crowther. I don't like him very much. I came to look forward to what she called our little chats. Forward to seeing her yellow hair through the fog as the bus pulled to the stop. Rucksack packed like she was going away. It was the time of that air disaster where they kept finding the pieces of the plane. We used to speculate about the morbid details of it. We used to read the crush page and laugh at the creeps writing in about seeing so-and-so piercing blue eyes and cycling shorts and the 552 from Ipswich. She told me things too. About her parents especially. Maybe I'm overly empathetic, but she bothered me. I thought a lot about her life, filling in the missing parts. I often wondered at what point she realised those two people were not going to do what she expected of them. At what point she decided she needed to go out and go after things on her own. I needn't have bothered, clearly. She's gone somewhere, left no number and a link to social media. She might still be around, just avoiding me. Too cool for school. And we seem so close. I don't know what I did to upset her, if I did anything. All that time we spent, it has to count for something. I think I'm entitled to care. She has something of mine. My copy of Death of a Salesman. I lent her it. God knows if she ever read it. He was a friend of my friend Crowther. I remember the first time I met him. He seemed cool enough, very young, very first job. Shoes, just a little too beautiful. I remember he was reading Death of a Salesman. I wondered if it was supposed to be a conversation style, like when someone takes a dog on a bus. It was interesting, intense. Like he started up communication like he was waiting to unload on me. He spoke like he'd not spoken to anyone in a month. I appreciated his enthusiasm. He was interested in my psychology degree, in my hair. Not too cool for school. God, sounds like one of them dating shows. Yeah, he was nice, but I wouldn't take him home to my parents. And he's on the other side of the glass. Yeah, I'd marry her tomorrow. I can't think of how many jobs I've had. And how many train and bus people I've known. All those I've forgotten. Some train buddies just want a little bit more from you. The guys especially. But some are just happy to have someone to talk to. 
but it is just happenstance. I didn't want to give him my number because there was just no need and no necessity either. People are obsessed with giving numbers, aren't they? Getting the phones out, swapping the digits. It's a dance of awkwardness we put ourselves through. So I decided to stop talking to him because I just wasn't particularly interested in keeping it up. The quick cut is simpler. I'll just stop. Because you never do, do you? Never just give up on people. You plod on with people you don't like or like less than you say. And you might talk about them behind the back or have these difficult friendships that you both pride yourself on. We fight, but we're like bros too. The fuck? It's all right not to like people or to be liked. People are obsessed as much as they don't like to admit it with being liked. There are some drawbacks. I've got his copy of Death of a Salesman and I feel shitty about it. Not much I can do right now. I always wanted to read it though. Arthur Miller's like a stranger to me. There's that wonderful bit where he really gets what I'm on about. The main guy says, he says, be well liked and everyone will want you. And that's the irony, because if you really feel that way, that's your problem. High Crescent, written by Jay Lawrence, performed by Abigail Standish and Jay Lawrence, directed by Abigail Standish and Jay Lawrence, produced by Jay Lawrence. You might want to take a listen to If You Want Me To, I Will. If this gave you the oral splendid, could you do better? Here at 5 Minutes of Doubt, we've got an open door policy when it comes to writing. If you want to get involved, send us a script on Facebook or Twitter. But be warned, it can't be more than seven and a half minutes in length, with a maximum of three characters. Or, if you're a thespian sort of, you know, like a performer or something, and want to get stuck in, drop us a line on Facebook or Twitter.